to yet another episode of the podcast created by the Paranormal Minds, which is us. Tonight, I'll be your host, Shane. And as always, I'm joined with my two co-hosts, Josh and Tommy. Hi. Howdy do. Now, I hope you're prepared for this riveting episode. Tonight, we're going to talk about a ball. <laughs> Just one singular ball. I see, we've come full circle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to discuss what is known as the Betts Sphere. Uh, sometimes known as the Betts Mystery Sphere or just the Mystery Sphere. It's got a lot of different names, but usually Sphere is in there somewhere. And I just realized after you say Sphere a few times, it's one of those words that feels weird in your mouth. Yeah. Sphere. <laughs> oh, and I have to say it probably 50 more times. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> so I will start by saying this is one of those stories that has grown in mystery over the years. So you can search it online and you're going to get a thousand different stories uh, to where they've been exaggerated or debunked or it's all over the place, which we've come across subjects like that, you know, pretty frequently. Uh, but I did want to give a disclaimer on this one because this is was pretty heavy. Uh, it's been a huge topic over the last 40, 50 years since it's happened. I will also say any theory we come up with tonight has already been said. Like I, it, there's no way we're going to come up with something unique, and if we do, then gold gold sticker to us. I got you. Mermaid aliens don't count. Right. <laughs> I'll go to Plan Two. Plan Two, not yeah. Plan B. Plan Two. No, I like to do uh, <laughs> numerals for my conspiracies. No, okay. <laughs> All right, so early in 1974, Ford, 19... All right, so now car dealerships are buying years. So we're in 1974, came right before 1970 Chevy. Uh, <laughs> anyway, early in 1974, on Fort George Island in Jacksonville, Florida, Terry Betts and his parents, Jerry and Antoine, were walking through the woods near their house. Uh, while walking, Terry spotted something strange in the distance, something shiny and metallic. Upon further inspection, the family realized it was a perfect metallic sphere, just a smidge smaller than a bowling ball, and it weighed right around 30 pounds, so about the same weight as some of your heavier bowling balls. So Terry, being a 20-year-old in the 70s, he was probably like, dude, far out or groovy or whatever they said back then. And so he took the ball home. Uh, so there they, he just set the ball on a shelf and you know, just sat there for a week or two, just being a weird, shiny ball they found in the woods. No big deal, right? It is until one day, the ball floated in the air, shot lightning out of it, and killed the entire family. I'm just lying. That didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> but, but what what did happen? I've, I've been playing too much on this one. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, all right. So what did happen was that Terry was playing a guitar near the sphere one day, and this this dang thing started humming. Right, the ball started humming, 
And after that, the ball must have been activated, right? Because all kinds of unexplained stuff would happen. The ball would would move on its own. Uh, It would follow family members throughout the house, just rolling on the ground. Uh, It would make uh, all sorts of different noises coming from it. Uh, During the night, the family started to hear organ music playing throughout the home, and they just assumed it was the sphere, right? So uh, Terry even demonstrated to some people that he could pick up the, the ball, which is like a solid sphere, right? and shake it uh, vigorously and put it on the ground, and then it would almost act like it was dizzy and roll around on the floor. Uh, did I mention it would buzz randomly? I mean, it, it, this thing did all kinds of weird stuff, weird noises and weird movements, to just kind of summarize it. Well, from there, Jerry, a uh, reminder, that's Terry's mom, started having researchers and such come in to evaluate this, this strange fear to see if they could figure out what was going on. So the little, this little ball then attracted international attention. Tons of people wanted to come and inspect the sphere. Even the U.S. Navy got into the mix. So they, they rolled on the scene, and the Navy agreed to take it and investigate it for two weeks and then return the sphere to the, the Betts family if they determined it didn't belong to them. Weird statement. Like, this ball might belong to us. We'll let you know. <laughs> They did return it, though, and deemed that eh, it was just a stainless steel ball that was made on Earth. They're, yeah, weird disclaimer to give. Yeah, it was made on Earth. No, no big deal. <laughs> so, uh, they also determined that it moved around because there was a chip in the surface, and then their house had to just have really unlevel floors. So because of the chip would give it the erratic movement, rolling around, and they just had uneven floors. Now, some others that experimented with the ball include Carl Wilson, who determined that the sphere was emitting a radio signal and a magnetic field, and a Dr. James Harder, who x-rayed the sphere and determined it had a core inside of it made of uranium. So the speculation continued for a month or so, with professionals fighting over if this was a normal ball or not. Uh, even at some point, a Dr. J. Allen Hynek, a UFOologist at the University of Chicago, got involved, and he said the ball was of earthly origins. So finally, uh, the family got tired of being essentially harassed. Their their phone was ringing around the clock, and they're like, "You know, this isn't what we signed up for. We wanted to know what the sphere was. We're done. Leave us alone." And they never talked about the sphere again. Ever. Even like people through the years, you know, this was all in 74, have tried contacting them and they will not talk about it. And no one's seen the sphere again. It kind of disappeared with them. I mean, they haven't disappeared, but no one ever saw the sphere again. So there's a few more pieces to this story, but I want to pause there. What's y'all's initial reaction to this? We don't hear you, Josh. I told myself to turn that on before I started running my mouth. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I was looking at something else before I started talking. Um, but you said it had a uranium core. 
Is that what you said? Or they said they yeah, thought? That's, yeah, that's what one guy said. So my initial thought was, I wonder if it's radioactive. Mm. That was my very first thought. <clears throat> my first thought was uranium fever. <laughs> gone and got you down. <laughs> it's gone and got me down. <laughs> I will say, man, there are some crazy stories. This, what everything I just read, that's why I was a little shorter because that's what I could determine as pretty much fact, right? And uh, reputable sources, uh, like the people that x rayed it. Now, there were other stories out there that claimed that there were actually two cores inside it rotating around itself and uh, that there was some uh, radiation but I couldn't back that up. But if it was uranium, then it would have to be, right? Mm. Uh, some, some stories even say that it was determined that it was made out of a non-earthly metal period. But I think the consensus, even with the uh, people that believed it was something alien and the people that believed it was earthly, did agree that it was made from materials from Earth. Hmm. So the floors being unlevel and the chip in the, they said it had a chip in it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't tell me that it, that's, then why did it, why did it follow the family around the house? Right. Like, the, that's not going to be able to stop. Like, that's not going to cause that. Right. <laughs> Let me stop chewing oh, yeah, on this that ice. Was, that was all just coincidence. Yeah. You know, that it just happened to roll that way. Yeah. <laughs> constantly rolling well, see, around every, the house <laughs> you, you know how you put something on like the trampoline right or something like that and you push down and it's a ball or something and it just keeps rolling to you that's the problem with their they live in a trampoline house. <laughs> just all the floors are trampoline tops oh, shit. <laughs> that, that checks out actually <laughs> <laughs> one theory they didn't come up with <laughs> <clears throat> Damn people in the seventies and their trampoline house, <laughs> saying right? groovy you know, and shit. Well, see, they were trying to be the trendsetters. You know, back then it was all about the shag carpet and everything. And these guys were like, "No, trampoline." So, plus, it's in Florida. You get good airflow. <laughs> so, you know, looking at at all the stories on this sphere, I didn't realize how many spheres have been found. I'm sure you guys have heard all these random stories. They're different sizes, different locations. I mean, I have an article pulled up now that scientists, you know, found like 50 spheres in the bottom of an ocean a while back. And uh, it's weird. So let's just, you know, before speculating on real or not real, any of that, why do you think if this is alien, why would they deploy all these weird spheres down here? You know, it could have been. Um, I can base this on a movie, but a lot of times, when they're like tracking weather, they'll use little spheres, little balls to track weather patterns. Real light ones, obviously. But um, I wonder if that was kind of the just with the fifty that were in the ocean. Let's say they wanted to, maybe the aliens or somebody needed to track ocean currents. So that way, you know, they can figure out the best place to land. I don't know, you know. Hmm. No, that checks out. Just weather, weather instruments. 
Hmm. Have we talked about him being an egg? No. That could be. Eh. I do not want to see the hellacious thing that cracks out of a solid metal egg. <laughs> Me either. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, a bunch of them... Apparently, they make weird buzzing noises and stuff, so what if it's kind of like, now hear me out, <laughs> all right? So, in a galaxy far, far away, uh, there's a planet, and they developed android-style technology, but instead of creating them in, like, a warehouse... They create them through eggs, and these androids are meant to grow up like normal humans or beings, I guess. And now, who knows how long the gestation period of an android egg is. And then they just crack out in their, you know, little android thing. I bet that wasn't a theory, was it? <laughs> That's actually what I Googled. So that was going to be my next line. Like, and that is a theory too. I just. <laughs> uh, now somebody did comment on one of the posts about it, that it could be like a kinder egg. <laughs> my theory's better. <laughs> yeah. then apparently this giant Godzilla egg washed up on the shore in Japan in February. How'd we miss that? Damn. What? But it's a giant metal sphere that washed up on the beach in Japan in February of this year. And that they're calling it their, a, uh, a Godzilla egg. Hmm. That is weird. That is weird. I, there's actually a picture of it here I'll share with you guys. Uh, for all of our listeners, if you're interested, join the Patreon and you can get access to the video of this podcast. But, uh, yeah. What the hell? Right, that looks a, exactly like an egg. Yeah, but it's metal. So maybe there is something. Do Now, for that, can I, can I just say? Because a lot of war happened in that area. Naval battles. Do we think that Godzilla woken and laid an egg? Like just now? Well, I mean, it probably got dislodged. It took him sixty years to get. <laughs> <laughs> Why would Godzilla lay a metal egg, though? You know what is it? Mecha Godzilla? Mecha Godzilla? Oh, so the Mecha Godzilla? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Maybe. I'm not making any sense on that theory, but. <laughs> so what's that? Uh, to this egg. Now you got me calling it egg. This fear. <laughs> they See? did a whole whole episode in season 12 on ancient aliens uh, and did a lot of speculation on different things that could have been. I almost watched it, but I did not want it to sway our conversation. So anybody interested, you can look that up. It's season 12. I forget the episode, but the bet sphere. There's also a podcast that launched in 2019 called oddball that devoted its entirety 
to researching this. Oh, wow. So that's how, how much there is. And uh, the, I forget her name, the, uh, the woman who started it said, you know, she had first heard of it on Ancient Aliens, and they were pretty much like, yeah, it's a UFO. Let's, <laughs> let's move on. And so she spent all this time, like, digging through all the crazy stories I've told you guys about to see what's fact and, you know, cross-reference it and do that. So, yeah, it's a whole series, whole dedicated podcast that you can look into there. You know what is funny? Uh, have you seen? Uh, I bring up the Joe Rogan experiment experience because I think we talked about this episode where the guy said uh, he worked at Area Fifty One, and there was a sphere there, and <clears throat> he took the place of a guy who tried to cut into it, and it killed him. Uh, yeah, that does sound familiar. Like. And they're trying to figure out, and they think that it was actually for propulsion. So what if it's like, um, and to make, I guess, a Fallout reference, <clears throat> it's a fusion core. That would explain the radiation. So it's like a fusion battery. So the bigger the ship, the bigger the sphere. That. The magnetic field that it said it, they said it had. And the reason I say that is because the guy shaking it, if you've seen those little balls that you can get that have like faces and stuff in them and you can roll them and the mm. face stays upright where it can, you can see it while it's rolling. Yeah. Um, I think yep. the big thing now is like there's a planet Earth that you can like pick up and, and it, I think they had them at the Crescent Hotel as a matter of fact. <clears throat> that y'all saw that were like 180 bucks for a globe that yeah that's mm -hmm. right <laughs> so if you created that sphere with the internals that could set still and the outside of it was to rotate maybe that's how it was creating that magnetic field mm -hmm. and it very well could have been used for propulsion right if that's in fact yeah. how aliens propel their vehicles like in the uh, Granger Taylor. So why why would they dump them though? Spent fuel, maybe. Maybe they had lost their efficiency. Hmm. Because between yeah. between the inner and outer, there had to be some kind of the crack. The crack that was in that one could have been a leak that lost the fluid that kept it cool, and there yeah. was no repairing hmm. it. Hmm. Or if you think of it as in terms of a battery. You know, traveling the galaxy, maybe they keep spares to get home, you know, runs out, they just dump it in the ocean. Sinks to the bottom, less likely. And and that's interesting because most of these get found in the ocean. We saw the one washed up on Japan, and this one was in Florida, right? I mean, the place is called what, Fort George Island. It's not like an island island, but it's on the coast of Florida, you know, but water cuts in around it. So something could definitely wash up there too. Can I can I complicate it for you guys though? Yes. So this is what really interested me in this story is the connection to the house. So not many people dig into the past, but you know how I, I like my maps. I like to know the history of the area. And the house they were living in is interesting. So I was curious if there's any ties there. So the name of the house they lived in is technically the Neff House. 
and it was built in 1926. So it was commissioned by a guy called uh, Netleto, I believe, Netleto Neff, and uh, he wanted it as a winter home. So he would just go down to Florida in the wintertime. Apparently, they were doing that in the 20s, too. I thought that was a more recent thing. But <laughs> So he commissioned this house in 1926. His wife died six months after that in their current home, their summer home, in an explosion. The, like, uh, the gas stove or something caused a fire and blew up and killed her, right? Just six months after this house was commissioned. Two years after that... His son, William Neff, was found hung from an apple tree. They deemed it a suicide, but it was kind of odd, right? And then Nettleton himself shot himself in 1931. Now, from there, you know, like, okay, you know, this one family had some weird stuff. How's that connect? No one else lived in the house. Uh, it was then bought by a Merrill family that was going to have it as a vacation home set vacant the entire time until what 1967 when the Betts family moved in and bought it the Betts family moved out in 1985 so 10 years after the sphere thing and then the Florida Park Service bought it in 1989 so it's never been lived in again it's in the woods uh as of 2002 they've sealed it all completely up they tore down part of it but then sealed the rest up every window every door you you can't get in it at all but it's still sitting there abandoned in the woods you think there's any significance connection there with the weird history of this house because if you look it up if you look up the neff house it's a beautiful house it's uh the guy constructed it to look like a castle and obviously for it to still be standing strong a hundred years later you know it was a solid house it, it's just odd to me. But I don't know what the correlation could be. Yeah, that's weird. Um, Man, this is a beautiful house. It said abandoned for basically 30 years before they... Yeah. That other... The vacation people home bought it. Yeah. Yep. So for 30 years, 30, that's a long time for a house to sit vacant. That doesn't make right. sense. Who was, I mean, yeah. if the family was basically gone, who, the, who was paying property taxes and all that on it to keep it mm. from being torn down? Normally this government, city government or whoever would come in, take the, seize the property and then it's sit vacant if nobody right. buys it. But Which it sounds like that's probably what they did. In the 80s, mm -hmm. the, what, 1989? Because mm -hmm. it's government property now. And I, I think I might have misunderstood you. It sat vacant from 1931 for a good bit of time, maybe just 10 years that time. And then the vacation people got it. And then they, oh, okay. they sold it to the Betts family in the 60s, in 1967. Mm. But it was mostly vacant. They were never there. They would pop in every once in a while. And the original builder, the guy who commissioned it, Neff, they never, they never even got to live there, obviously, because they, his wife and son were dead before he got there, and then yeah. he didn't want to move down and shot himself. What was that episode we did on Haunted Woods, uh, where these people, was that your episode, Shane? 
where this group of people started mm-hmm. a committee or yeah the black black forest yeah yeah yep. and uh bought up a pro and sealed off some forest uh yeah i'm glad you bring that up and that's probably why my mind went to where it did because no one's seen the sphere since and it's like is it there is it purposely locked in the house surrounded by woods and keeping everybody out so yet another government cover-up you know weird you know situation going on it is weird they didn't tear the whole house down Mm. yeah oh why you only tear down part of it yeah and then seal it up so obviously Mm. i mean there's something wrong but it doesn't look like it's falling apart That, that thing was built to last uh you said it was the park service right got it mm-hmm. see what's weird to me is because like you know we've been to vicksburg we've been to uh places where the park service has houses and stuff on the land and m- pretty much all the time they make it to where you can tour those houses because it's supposed to be like oh this is how people used to live back in the day you know in the 1800s 1930s stuff like that you know because it's part of the national park i mean look at uh, bathhouse row on in hot springs why would they close this one up and not tear it down or refer you know i i could understand remodeling it refurbishing it i guess hmm. but it's been almost 20 years you know something i feel is up and antoine we talked about antoine betts the father he died just a couple years after they moved out of the house hmm. uh too soon he was in his 60s so i mean it, again it's like was it just coincidence or was it connected hmm. now uh the last i found on jerry bet she's still alive but oddly enough she still to this day will not talk about this fear and she actually has a website so you can find her she has a website where she promotes her art and to me it all seems like kind of christian based you know biblical uh they're not quotes. What are those things called from the Bible? Scriptures. Uh, verses. Yeah. yeah. But both work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she has that stuff. So that made me question because she still won't talk about it. She's just doing this art, this Christian art stuff. And it's like, man, what if it's something darker? What if it's something that's not aliens? And she's just over there trying to protect herself and surrounding herself with biblical type stuff. Cause might be convinced there's some demonic presence associated i could see that especially with the sphere following them around the house mm-hmm. yeah i could see that being an issue or a, or a thought not an issue well i mean take a religious person a lot of uh religious people don't really believe in like aliens and stuff like that um so if she's if that family was um very pious as it were then maybe they would see it as demonic and not alien yeah the only thing there they i i feel like they did think it was alien related because of the people they contacted so especially the dr j allen hynek you know he was a ufologist and he was offering actually a reward uh, for proof of alien alien existence. And so they brought it to him. 
so on some level, they they thought it was, or at least acknowledged the possibility. Or, I mean, you're saying that it could have just been the son. Uh, what's his name? Terry. He might have thought that, and maybe that wasn't something that his, his parents believed, or at least his mother. Yeah. And that's a huge possibility, you know. I will interject. I was hesitant to mention, you know, the prize money because, you know, then all of a sudden eyebrows raised like, ah, they were looking for a payout, fake this junk. <laughs> um, I think it's worth noting that Antoine Betts was a marine biologist and Jerry Betts was the president of a real estate development company and they lived in a castle. They were not hurting for money. So I yeah. doubt, especially... I know it was a lot of money, especially in the 70s. I think it was like $50,000. Yeah, that's a good chunk, but that that was nothing compared to the yeah. income of that family. That could buy right. you two houses back then. Yeah. Probably couldn't have bought that castle, though. Probably not. <laughs> I hate to see the price tag on that castle today. <laughs> Man, that'd be an interesting thing to get into, though, just to just to see like what what happened right why is this sealed up they'll know there there's no way in hell they'd let us in so do, do you think now here's here's a crazy thing do you think it's truly sealed or do you think let's say maybe the ball's in there and it really interacts in that spot for whatever reason maybe some type of energy some type of spirit whatever right and it really acts with that ball. So they're actually for the past 20 years in that house, been studying it under, you know, essentially undercover. It's definitely a possibility. All right. That poor ball just trying to get out, hopping all over the place. And mm -hmm. They're just electrocuting it and trying to saw into it. <laughs> I wonder if they ever cut it open. Well, I know you mentioned, who was the guy? Was it Bob Lazar yeah. who you mentioned earlier who had yeah. it? And when his predecessor tried to cut into the ball, what happened to him? Uh, suppose, all they said was, he's no longer there. It killed him. So, uh, Maybe they've tried. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Yeah, and like, yeah, of course, you know, he. if you listen to the episode, now how much of it is real and how much of it is bullshit, you know, that's up to the listener to decide. But, no. you know, supposedly this guy, and there is an article, like he took his car and turned it, and I think he put a rocket engine on it, and it's like an old Honda, like 80s Honda. And that's why he wound up going to like MIT and all this stuff. And then he got approached to go to Area 51. And of course, he said when he first got there, there were UFOs. Like just in the hangar. And he got in trouble because he walked up and touched one. And they yelled at him for not touching it. I would, I would make the best slash worst scientist ever. Because I'd be like, for science! And then, like, we don't know what's going to happen. Disintegrate? Just... Yeah. <laughs> well, we know not to do that again. As much as I would miss you, I would love to see you try to cut into a sphere and vaporize. Right. Dude. <laughs> like, oh, shit. We find the one person we don't like, and we tell them, hey, man... 
Uh, can you just cut into that sphere right there? And, uh, <laughs> you know, don't really tell them why right? we're scared that we're going to get vaporized, but, you know. Yeah. We'll just upload my subconscious mind or my conscious mind into a new body. Uh, it'll be fine. Borderland style? Yeah. <laughs> new you. <laughs> You don't die until Hyperion says you die. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So there are some other theories out there uh, on what happened to the ball. I like like that it's still in the house being experimented on. Um, One that did interest me, though, was the the thought. A lot of people think this, that that Dr. Hynek, the guy who was looking for proof, took it to investigate it and swapped it out with a, a duplicate, a replica, so that he could continue studying it. And that actually, I'm like, if somebody is spending their life and he offered all this money out there and then it actually came to him, he's like, shit, I don't have 50 grand. Let me just do a little <laughs> swap <laughs> Yeah. Wouldn't have been hard to do either. Yeah. Yeah, just a, a metal sphere and it's like not much known about it. Yeah, that's very easy to replicate. Yeah. But then, wouldn't he have to replicate the radiation? Well, if there is radiation, I, uh, I guess maybe he didn't, or maybe know. they didn't have it tested after that. You know, shortly after that, that they were like, "Leave us alone," or maybe they were embarrassed they got swindled, and then maybe. it started failing all the tests, and it was man-made. And they're like, "Shit, no one's gonna believe us that Doctor Hynek stole our ball," right? Yeah. I'm just picturing the old angry neighbor. He's like, hey, this is my ball now, shaking his cane. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> so, oh, my God, my back is hurting. Stop being old. Hey, I've been good for the last two days. Yeah. Probably because I'm all hyped up on muscle spasm medicine and steroids, but... That'll do Who's it. could say? I don't know. <laughs> For science! Like, no. <laughs> That's to say, maybe we should upload you. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> what were some of the other things that were going on with the ball in the house? Uh, so it would buzz and hum. Oh, yeah. And they would hear an organ playing at night. That's so weird. I don't know about that. Uh. I guess if they thought it was haunted by demons, uh, Lucifer that, needs a theme music. <laughs> so that's that's really so. I'm glad you said that. So I, I latched onto the organ stuff because that is a common thing. We even see that in like modern uh, paranormal investigations. People will hear a piano or an organ or yeah. something like that. I just watched one a couple of days ago where they were hearing a piano, and uh, it's it's weird. So what if this thing? was designed to generate fear. And I'm not saying it's demonic, but what if it was by alien design and it's to test us? So like your theory on testing the weather, maybe it is put into the vicinity of people to see how they react to it. So in the 20s, with that the unfortunate, the Neff family, they couldn't handle it. It was yeah. too much and they all opted out, right? So then come the 70s, a little more desensitized, right? And uh, maybe they could do I'm like, oh, no, aliens, right? Like, 
they, maybe they did go that path and it did not instill the fear it was supposed to in there, but it adapted mm-hmm. and it changed and did something. <laughs> and then that's why the family reclused and then moved away and the ball was never seen. Like what happened in those 10 years? Like did the ball evolve and torture them on a whole new scary level to the point where the dad did, maybe he did take his life and the others moved out and the wife is over there like shit demons. But the whole time it is, it's like a alien torture device through fear. Yeah. That could, it could be what the hum is causing. I could be a psychological thing like that. Hum, it all could be connected in some kind of way. Yeah. You know, what if, and think about this an EM pump. What if, because like if, if we think of it as a battery fusion core, it's going to hum and stuff. Maybe it's the power within it, you know, from time to time. It gets spun around, whatever. <clears throat> it creates enough electromagnetic field energy to either awaken spirits, draw them in, or even call hallucin- hallucinations and stuff like that. Yeah, could see that. Yeah. I'm definitely thinking that's probably that could have been definitely what was happening because mm-hmm. we've talked about it a few times the different frequencies that your brain susceptible to mm-hmm. you know the healing ones the 485 and the 429 or whatever <laughs> fuck it that frequency hurts. is <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. was it like well, uh, a lot of people like one conspiracy theory with it is they changed the hertz to what is it for something now, but it's supposedly demonic in a way. No, oh, <laughs> probably is. That's what it's Wi-Fi five or whatever that is. Five G, five G, five G, five G. You know, I just saw something. Uh, uh, Xfinity was talking about their business being on ten G. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was like ten G a... network. I think it was Xfinity. It was somebody. Well, our fastest 10G network. Oh, yeah, just Google the Xfinity 10G network. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have a 10 gig network, like a, your internet speed. It might be what they talk, they're talking about. Uh, yeah. Mm. But the way they word it, like, join us on our fastest 10G network. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking bad. That's bad yeah, advertisement. It's... It's a play, like, the very next article was like, don't be fooled by Xfinity's marketing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 10, it's 10 gigabytes. I think we, I think I have a 2.5 gigabyte here at the house. Mm. That uh, shit's blistering fast. I got, I got five with mine, but I don't know how that works. I don't, I haven't plugged into it. Oh. oh. I have 200. I win. <laughs> Man, I just jumped over to Google. It keeps on telling me to join this wait list for AI powered boost. Are you guys getting that? Yeah, I got that with uh, when I got into my email to open this up. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'll try it with power boost, AI power boost. Try what? Uh, I keep closing it out. (laughs) It's a new generative AI experiment from Google is all it tells you. Oh, I'm not, I'm not clicking to join this. So (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, people, tell us in the comments if you've got that also. If not, then we need to um, head to the bunker. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I I like AI, but I'm like, it's it's, it's too much, too fast. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's everywhere now. <laughs> it's it's really scary. Like, have you seen, like, the deep fakes people have come out with? Like, mm. that is super scary. I, they've made whole movies. Like with mm-hmm. uh, Tom Hanks, have you seen those? Like, oh, shit, so much so I think like Tom Tom Hanks like spoke about it, and he's like, "What the hell? Like, don't make fake movies with me in it." But it looks like him, sounds just like him, everything. That's insane. <clears throat> is that can that be considered like, uh, what is that piracy? I, I in a guess. way, I guess well, if it makes its own unique thing, it can't be right. Well, now here's another question because you know uh, earlier this year you had YouTube stars, people were making AI generated porn with them. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing: is that like a, a sex crime? Would that be considered a sex crime? I don't know. That's like, too, did you guys see where they, they have figured out how to record your dreams now? Damn. No. Uh, oh, yeah. Look that up. I thought it was fake and had to dig into it. I'm like, oh, no, that's kind of legit. But it like evaluates your brain waves and it does, you know, it can show you pretty similar to what the dream is. And so they're in testing with it. And the top response to it is like, how long until this is on the hub? <laughs> All right. Dude, that, that reminds me, like, I, I, you haven't played um, Cyberpunk 2077, have you, Shane? Mm-mm. It's kind of, I'm going to say kind of like Fallout, except, you know, not in a post-apocalyptic world. Um, but in it, they have what's called um, brain dances. And it's anything from like you plug in and you can experience other people's memories in a way, kind of like a dream. Like it records like everything. So like if you get killed in it, you feel the person get killed. Um, sex to butchering, all this. Like it's it's insane. Huh. So yeah. it's kind of like the the Harry Potter tub of tears where they mm. put somebody's like tears in it and put their head in. And they're like. When I like, experience the memories. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> need... How long till that's on the hub? <laughs> I want to try that. Like, st- everybody start crying and save your tears, and we'll put them all in a bucket until we have enough to submerge your head under it. <laughs> That'd be some very salty, weird thing, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Also, I don't know if I want to see either of your memories. So, <laughs> well, here's the question: How do you know which memories to get? Like, you just put it in, and all of a sudden, you're just like seeing the memory of like the time you were, you know, wanking it to some weird crap. Hmm. Maybe it's like an export thing. It's like whatever you're thinking about to get the tear. That's how I think about it. Mm-hmm. That'd be weird. You just have full access to somebody's memories. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we jumped from AI to recording dreams to porn to Harry Potter tears. Let's. Uh... Well, we were talking about a ball, so I mean. <laughs> <laughs>
Quidditch, Quidditch. Somebody mentioned Quidditch. Is that what the name of that yeah. game is? All right. <laughs> All right. Anything else the ball could be, though? All right, so we talked about, you know, aliens. I think in, in some way it has to tie. Even if there is demonic or spiritual presence, it's still probably of alien origin, right? Or do you think mm. our government is capable of no. creating something like that? No. I think our government's more capable of stealing crap that they find from aliens, but not... <laughs> Well, what if it is, so what if it had an innocent purpose at first so the the aliens whoever they were deployed it to to just monitor the weather right but then the government got a hold of it and tried to slice into it and damaged it and then it started spewing weird energy that fed demonic entities or did all these other mm-hmm. things you think it could be through our tampering uh, yeah Probably. We're yeah. pretty good at tampering. <laughs> and we mentioned that chip in it. Maybe that's what did it. It is fascinating that the Navy showed up and says, we don't know if it's ours. <laughs> like, well, I guess in some way you could say, like, well, maybe they don't know if it's Russia because, you know, at that time the Cold War. But still, for them to then come back and be like, oh, yeah, it was made on Earth. And to give it back. Yeah. Right. What if they swapped it out? Yeah, that that's probably more possible than Dr. Uh, whatever his name was. <laughs> what you might do? That's what I'm going to call him. I think it was Hynek. Nothing close to Butchamadu. <laughs> Butchamadu. <laughs> I said Butchamadu. Oh. <laughs> still not close, but still. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that's very possible. And yeah. I almost wonder. So, a dude came out. I don't remember the the year, uh, but it was not long after all this, and claimed that he was using the ball to make art, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, it must have, like, bounced out of my truck or something and ended up in the woods. And there are a lot of people took that as fact, right? Like, oh, yeah, you know, this guy claimed he, he would do this, and... He had a lot of the balls that were some kind of bearing as part of some paper mill contraption, and so he had them and would make art out of them. So, okay. Could be legit, could be legit, except, have you guys ever thrown a bowling ball? Mm Mm-hmm. Did it bounce? No. Like, enough to go into the woods, like, deep into the woods where people are walking? No, I mean... If it's a stainless steel ball bearing, depending on mass and all that, you know. What tells me it's not is he could shake it, Mm. set it down, and then it goes wobbling all over the house Mm. like it was disoriented. So it's not solid stainless. That ain't going to work with a stainless steel Bearing. Uh, so not bearing. It was a a ball for a ball check valve. Oh, that's well, the same thing. As a it, okay. Yeah, it'd be essentially the same thing. How big is that check valve? How big was this ball? Was it like this? It was big? pretty. It was about yeah. the size of a yeah. Uh, yeah, about the size of a fucking bowling ball. Mm-hmm. Let's see this. Judging by the pictures I looked at. Yeah, yeah, and that's there's pictures of the family posing with the ball all over. And uh mm-hmm. plug the Patreon again, I will 
share an image with you guys of the ball check valve if you want to see it at home sign up for the patreon uh but yeah so it's a de- it's gonna be a decent sized check valve mm-hmm. and you know here's here's what it does i don't understand any of this but it does something it's- it lets something flow in one direction and one direction only. That's all it is. There you go. You're so smart. I have to deal with them all the time. Yeah. Not in that scale, <laughs> right. but, but check valves nonetheless. Um, yeah. What was the name of that family again? Betts, B-E-T-Z. Mm. Is that right? Yeah. After after this dude came out and said it was art, you know that that's you know how every weird story out there has the debunking that everyone agrees on, and this is where most people land on that it was uh, part of this valve that was at these paper mills. It was produced by the Bell and Howell Company. Uh, everything matched matched up for it, and the only thing they were like, well, why the hell is it over there? And that yeah. that's where the artist enters, and he's like, "Oh, I would get it from their decommissioned valves, and I would make art out of them." So hmm. <clears throat> he would make art out of the bearing or out of the the ball itself. Yeah, so, like he wasn't painting, like taking multiple of these balls, putting paint all over them, having them roll all over the place. He was like. Yeah, he was doing like a sculpture and putting it outside of Taco Bell or something. Well, probably, probably not Taco Bell, but you know. <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, if any place needs big balls, you know. But it, it, that's still, and I'm sorry, it wasn't out of his truck. It was out of his rooftop luggage rack of his Volkswagen bus. How 70s is that? Uh, and that it just must have ended up in the middle of the woods. It's like there's no, just no way. No, I don't believe I don't believe that at all. How heavy that thing is! You would have heard it fall. You know, of course, depending on how fast you're traveling and all the a couple other variables, how loud your hippie music was. You know, listening to the Beatles. Also, to add to not me not personally believing him, he actually reported that he lost a few of them, and we we're now fifty years in the future. And no more of them have been found. Like, I, come on. We would have found some of them. That shit washed up from the ocean. No matter what it is, it had to have come from the ocean. If it is alien, which which species do you think made it? Gorgonites. This is not small soldiers. <laughs> oh, I was like, why do I know it? What, what is a Gorgonite? <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> I wanted to see how long it'd take people to catch on to that one. <laughs> I was quick on that one. You were. That was a good. That was dead gum, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good movie, though. It was. No, I don't I know why was... Gorgonite popped in my head as far. Because <laughs> <laughs> what that was actually just like what a chip, like a computer program chip, wasn't it? And the Gorgonites yeah. thought they were aliens. And then you had the soldiers. I forgot the name of the soldiers. Um, oh, shit, I did too. Um, 
Yeah, it was some kind of like army military mm. missile chip or something. Yeah. Uh, they got into the soldiers. Mm. Anywho, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Smurl. <laughs> I'm thinking probably the Grays would be the only only ones I would think would make something like this. Yeah. They seem to be the most interested in us in us. I... Which I don't know why. There's nothing interesting about the human race. We're disgusting creatures. Well, well we we have humans that spend their whole lives studying bugs. Yeah. So, I mean, that's true. There's, that's true. What if you think about it this way, in the way of um like Star Trek and Stargate in a way, like the Greys come down here. They see us evolve from, you know, chimpanzees and uh you know <clears throat> they see us start to have that ability to actually have rational thought, emotions, things that are equivalent to them and maybe they're trying to help propel us or wait for us to hit that point where they can actually come and talk to us but then we created a nuclear bomb and they were like well dead gum it I, I still feel like I think we've talked about this a long time ago but I think they're interested in us because they want to have their own souls mm. I, I think was going to say mate with us but yeah uh, man, just your fetish there you want to bang a gray but yeah I, and I say soul loosely I think you guys know that by now but the that weird collection of energy that makes us us beyond just some living thing. I I think that is something special to the human race because uh, if we didn't have that, we wouldn't have things like art and music and all of that. And I think that's where the greys are. They want that. They want to figure out our fascination in those types of things. And I I think that's why they stay interested. So essentially, like we have emotion, they don't type deal yeah they are driven to to continue their race forward and progress scientifically and because of that they probably don't have war i mean they they probably all get along and they all figure out how to travel the the cosmos and do all the things they do and create you know sasquatches and things to <laughs> to help study us yeah, yeah. I can see yeah. that. All right. Well, I think we've probably talked all about a ball we can, right? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'd Amongst say, other things. Right? I'd say we milked that ball pretty good. <laughs> oh, yeah. If that if that ball had teats, we had it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're non-existent, just like almonds. <sighs> true, true. Mm. <sighs> Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm just gonna leave it alone all right so what? we got <laughs> we we ready for final thoughts yes i don't like almond milk but then again i don't like almonds but yes i'm ready for final thoughts old man all right i love almonds and almond milk you know what's fucking gross Drinking breast milk from another 
animal that's filled with pus. That's what you're doing with your dairy milk over there, Tommy. And I chug it by the gallons. <laughs> oh, oh, see? Josh chugs it by the gallon. Well, yeah, y'all are both <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> well, that's I mean, not for you. That's not for you. Are you going to no, be it's not. Are you be that person that's like, they take the cow without consent, the milk and all that? Hey, I mean... I'm fine with like small scale. You got a cow at your farm and you milk it because you're you're doing it right. I I don't agree with plugging it up to a machine that you're there your entire life and it's so full of pus because of the machines. That's what really grosses me out. I'm like, I have no problem <laughs> killing that cow and eating it. Not at all. <laughs> I don't want to drink its pus filled breast milk. Like that's weird. That is well. a, that's a really weird way to put it. <laughs> For some reason, though, when he started that whole thing, I thought he was getting, like, breast milk from somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Just some random person. (laughs) And that's made for humans, though. As weird as that would be, that, from a human, breast milk is made for human consumption. Well, actually, like, what is it? After a certain age point, technically (laughs) humans are not supposed to drink milk again? Yep. I love these final thoughts. (laughs) That's why I I tried not to. I tried not to. I was like, I'm going to leave the almond milk statement alone. Hey. I'm not going to. I'm going to. Let's do it. At least how he enjoys derailing us. Your thought on soy milk. Let's get into that. I'm fine with everything that's not dairy milk. Because you know what? There ain't pus in my fucking almond milk. Mm, I bet you like that cheese, though, don't you? We're not going to talk about cheese. (laughs) (laughs) We talked about that last episode. Did we? Anyways, okay, final thoughts. I guess I'll go first, okay? (laughs) You seem quite adamant about talking about things. So, my final thoughts are why we came up with cottage cheese. But no, uh, for real, my final thought is... I'm under the impression, I believe, that the ball, these balls, are some type of battery. Now, what they are, if they're used for traveling, um, and they haven't figured out how to put a Tesla charger in space yet, or if they're for something else, some other purpose, like shield, cloaking mechanism, whatever, some type of battery. Um, I really feel like they get ejected once they're pretty much spent to where they can't power whatever it is. Um, they drop them in the ocean, they get washed up. The bigger the ball, the bigger the ship. Um, and I think also that maybe with this family, what happened, uh, eventually and why they probably wound up, you know, the government coming in and sealing off the house is, being an EMF pump, like just pumping that house and everything full of electromagnetic fields, um, probably cause man, anything from spirits to hallucinations to just making people sick or even damaging the you know, environment inside the house. And they sealed it up and they're testing. They're testing it. That's what I believe. And almond milk sucks. I have two 
I think, two final thoughts. Because I can't really decide which one I want to believe. The first one being the hum and the and the electromagnet with the hum. The hum. What was the other thing it was doing? What the fuck? It buzzed and played the in buzz. The organ. Yeah, the organ. That's what it was. The organ. Organ. Or organ. Why did it sound like I was saying Oregon? I don't know. Uh, anyways, let me fucking start over. <laughs> uh. Final thoughts on that. This, the organ sound, there it goes again, and the the uh, buzzing sound. I really think that it's possible that these things were used as experiments to see what produces a fear in a human, what, um, how far it could push them. Like obviously, it pushed the woman to being um, obviously very religious. Um, and I'm with you, Shane, when you thought, when you, when you said that the greys probably don't have emotions like we do because they're hell bent on looking in the cosmos, you know? Um, the second one being, maybe it was a propulsion thing, you know, creating that magnetic field. Um, and... Just like anything we use, once it's wore out, we just toss it and put in a new one. Uh, repairability these days is, is kind of going out of the window. Um, so I think it's the same thing for maybe that. That crack that's formed on the surface of that ball was due to use and the viscous fluid that was in there that kept keep it cool or helped with... Um, generating that magnetic field just kind of leaked out. They're like, toss it, slap in a new one, blast it off into space. You know, probed a few buttholes. I don't know why the greys like probing buttholes, but uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with that. It's either one of the two things. All right, so it sounds like you're like right in between me and Tommy. Uh so one of your thoughts being, you know, propulsion related, I know not exactly the same as Tommy. It's just like your experiment side is close to mine. Uh, but yeah, I, I do think it was made by the Greys. I do think it was to gather intel and experiment on humans. I do think it is directly related to the location. I don't think what happened was supposed to happen. I think it was more of a further proximity thing to gather little bits of data or maybe have people walk through the woods to experience that fear to gather it. I think what really messed them up was the, the family that built the castle out there. So to keep their research from being interfered with, I think they actually went and off these people, made it each look, you know, the exploding stove those, and then the two suicides. I, I don't know. I think they took them out or sent their Sasquatches to do it. That's a funny <laughs> picture of Sasquatch sneaking in a house and like turning on the stove, all the gas <laughs> eyes to fill it with gas. I need to put that on a shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but I think they took them out and then they were thrown off that this other family moved in and they're like, we don't want to do it again. They had been studying and been left alone for, you know, the 30, 40 years since the last place, the last family. And then they found the ball 
and they were like, shit, we have to intervene. So I think they intervened and just told them to go, uh, to stop talking about it, to give them their toy back, and to leave. <laughs> so, and I think that's what happened. I don't think the government is experimenting on it. I think they were interested. I think they evaluated the house. They probably found traces of something and then sealed it up just like they do with everything else. Like we don't need people poking around here, but I, I think the grays came and got their, their thing back and, and told them to go away and never mention it again. All right, cool. Well, thanks for joining me in this, in this discussion, guys. It was uh, quite riveting. And uh, for all of you at home, if you enjoyed what you heard, please drop us a like, a follow, a subscribe, uh, whatever those buttons say. Uh, go and follow us on all our socials and we have merch on Etsy. Just search paranormal minds and buy you a cool shirt. They're, they're nice and comfy and durable. They're good quality guys. They really are. And, uh, really would like you to check out our YouTube too. We do all kinds of paranormal investigations. So we not only talk the talk on the podcast, we walk the walk in our ghost hunts. So come along on that journey as well. And as always, everyone, these are just our thoughts. Let us know what you think.